Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean So what, you didn't like the idea of Polly Shore Timber? No, that sounds awful If you, if you want to continue to have a co-host that's alive I feel like, man I just laughed because uh, I saw. Uh, I guess he's trying to play Richard Simmons, and like he wants to get a Richard Simmons buy-up going. And I just I thought of Polly Shore, and then I laughed at myself because I thought of Polly Shore's timber, and then I had to make you <laughs> feel some sort of thing about it. So, and uh, literally as soon as I thought about it, I texted you, and I was like, "That's a funny joke." Man, I was just getting into the car from puppy class. And I saw that and I like nobody could see me because it's 730. It's pitch black out now. But I vehemently shook my head. No. <laughs> and then waited until I got home to just send you. No. But if there's going to be the... one person that was yeah. Richard Simmons, it's going to be Polly Shore. It is true. Uh, I actually think he probably could do an OK job. Um... Even OK. So how about this? How about I would love to see a Polly Shore, Richard Simmons biopic, but somebody always somebody else is just voicing him. Like he does all oh. of the mouth mo- movements, but then yeah. somebody dubs in their Richard like, Simmons impression, like like yeah. Will Sasso doing a Richard Simmons impression. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for that. I like Will Sasso. You know Will Sasso? From- yeah, from Mad TV. Were you, you, I was gonna say you a Mad TV kid. No. No. That's okay. Like, that's like poor person SNL. It. It. Well, I think we've had this discussion now that I. I feel we definitely uh, have not. We have not. Okay. We have not. Uh, I always like that other Sean that you're friends with that you chatted about, about this with. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I was always into both of them. I liked him for different reasons. Like. I feel like even as a kid, I could, f- I could, knew uh, that like Mad TV was way more juvenile, but I didn't care. I've always yeah. liked juvenile TV. I don't know what is it. It's uh, I I barely watched any of the skits because like the only skits that I saw were the little that Stewart dude like yeah oh, Stewart. What I he's do? I, in the pool, and it's like always, a Milky Way or some shit. I enjoyed and a good Stewart skit, and uh, I also always enjoyed oh, Mo no. Collins was playing his mom in that. She was just Mo Collins is a treat. Mm. I don't know. My brother still does like the stupid little Stewart oh, thing. He'll, he'll do the Stewart. Th- okay, I, I, yeah. I feel it's almost day, like it's twenty twenty three, folks. Yeah, like, don't do a Stewart. I almost feel the same way now about people that still do a, a Borat. Although I, I will chuckle at a good Borat. Yeah, I mean, you can but, hit him with a very nice, I guess. My, I my wife it's, is a good one. Like, it's hard to not, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I work exclusively in an office environment, but almost anytime somebody says my wife, you'll hear somebody else go, my wife. <laughs> if that happens at my work, I'm spitting in your food. <laughs> but, but it's one of your coworkers. Like, it's not even anybody who... Food. You just spit in random people's food when you're mad. Yo, I go around the corner and I just like find somebody's coffee cup and just hope that it's theirs. Oh, man. I don't keep mine on the staff coffee. I'm safe. I got an office. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're part of the upper bourgeois. Yeah. How, how's that almond milk, bitch? <laughs> Extra foamy today, isn't it? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> I would never do that. No, I know. You're awesome. How would... uh? <laughs> You're awesome. That's the only qualifier. Oh, you don't spit in people's food. You're awesome. No, I'm just you are an awesome <laughs> person in general. So therefore, like, I know inherently you wouldn't spit in somebody's food. Cause no, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's just the like, absolute. Don't spit in food. Sick That's fox, one of the worst man. things. Especially, like, people that trust you, like, to make your food. And that's, even, dude, it doesn't matter if somebody's being an asshole. Fuck them. Karma will get them. You're not karma. I don't, I don't even like this word, but if you spit in somebody's food, you're ratchet. I don't even think that's still oh, yeah. used anymore. But you are a ras- ratchet-ass human being yeah. if you spit in people's food. Like, if you're listening to this right now and you spit people's food, just turn this off. Yeah. Go listen but, to something else. But coming in someone's food, totally cool. We're, we're on board with that. No. No. When you say nope. we're on board with that, folks, just know that Kyle is on board with that. I use the royal we. Yeah, you use the royal we. That's what I call my dong. The, the royal, royal we. we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sharpie and just draw a crown on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, oh, it's dude. good to laugh, buddy. I missed you. I missed you. Miss pal. you too. T- tell the fine folks that did not. There was a lot of outpouring of love on the. Facebook there was actually. You- I don't know how much I do need to say, uh, and I won't hang on it long. But uh, I did take last week off. Sean was. Always gracious, and the listeners don't give a shit either way. Uh, no, uh, my dog, uh, the worst thing that can happen to a dog outside of them dying, he woke up uh, pretty much paralyzed. And uh, so I had to take him to the hospital, and they had to keep him for a couple days and do some emergency surgery on him. But uh, good news, man, he's like already walking. It's been like a week. He's good for him. He's that holding is, himself up. He's holding himself up to pee without, and he's walking around like, and it's, I got to stop him from walking because he's still, yeah. it's only been a week, dude. That's like worst case scenario for a wiener dog is Especially, just the yeah. back problems and the, yeah. you know, the paralyzation yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so, man, when you texted me that, it's like, damn, that is not good. Did, was it like hopping off of a couch or just it's something that, or slipped? Just, also, just yeah, degenerative disc disorder, which is common in dachshunds. Uh, one of his discs had like bulged, and it could have been from like jumping off the couch, like pressure squeezing yeah, yeah. those together. But one of them bulged and pinched off his spinal cord, essentially. And one so, of the like, only times a, a nice bulge is bad. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, but yeah, he uh, was he was pretty much fully paralyzed. Like all he could really move was his eyeballs, and that's how we knew something was wrong because. We tried to give him a treat, and, you know, he loves food, and he couldn't even get up. He was just looking around, and we're like, oh, shit. So, wow. But, like I said, luckily they've got him fixed up. He's got a pretty gnarly scar they had to go in through the front of his neck. And Yo, the people are going to, like, he's going to be walking the neighborhood, and people are <laughs> going to be giving him, like, all of their food. I know he doesn't even walk the neighborhood, but he could. He will again. Uh, he's we got just... some street cred now. He does. He's he's real thug. It sucks. They had to, you know. He's also he's a long hair, and he's got like his front chest and neck area, some of like his most beautiful and fluffiest hair, and they had to shave all of that off. 
because you know they had to cut in there, and right that's just a bummer. Cold. Yeah, well, and also he's just so cute, but he still looks really cute now. And like I said, it's crazy, dude, the recovery that he's made. That's why Mandy was real nervous about it, but I wasn't sweating at all because, like, dude, Bentley's just way too fucking stubborn to go out yeah. under under. He ain't going out like that, talk. Hell <laughs> no. You can see it in his recovery. Like he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, Nah, man, I'm I'm good. Fuck it, let's go. What's up? Yeah. So I, man, you got to get little um, snippets. Like little quick video clips of him like struggling to get up. I don't know if you have any videos of that, but we should do is start getting little videos of him like struggling to get up, and then like over time he's getting stronger, I and then like at the, the tail end of it, do a montage. Yeah, yeah. To like some badass eighties, like gonna have a montage. Yeah. <laughs> and like every now and again, cut to you. Um, you got to use a green screen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just get it cut in such a way that you can't see your hands, but him going like this, like almost rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah, like a little. And then like green screen in like a a meat sack. (laughs) I could just like meat slab. He's just punching it. I could cut out like some just some barbells I drew with a sharpie. I could just have him like lift those. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And then he gets stronger. I might I might do something like this. He looks and then enter him into a boxing match. He gets just stepped on immediately. <laughs> just rocked. <laughs> the fight That's goes, some ding, happy ding, ding, tree and it friends starts. shit. <laughs> yeah, it is very happy tree friends. That is a good <laughs> bit. We should develop that into a bit. Not with Bentley because he's too perfect, but some other dog that I don't care about. <laughs> that would be funny. Dude, there is this puppy at uh, at puppy school tonight. That man, I looked at Sarah and I go... I'm not great at football, but I'm relatively positive I could punt that dog 200 yards. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it just like a little Yorkie or something? Yeah, it wasn't even a Yorkie. Like Yorkies, you, they can they can be cute, but this thing was so puntable. I, I don't uh, even know what it was, but Jesus! How did uh, how did dog class go? This was the second night. First, night. Uh, this is the second in person one um, okay. for Bentley. Or not for Bentley, Jesus, for Rupert. Um, the first week I didn't go to, that was just kind of Sarah went. But uh, yeah, it's on Thursdays right before we record. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that it gets out around 7.30. So this isn't going forever. It's not ungodly late, but like... Yeah. Did what is what 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 were your topics tonight? I've never been to like dog training school because I'm just lazy. I'll be honest, so... Well, thankfully, he has a lot of the basics down, like okay. sit, lay down. Um, you know, he's out in the yard all the time, not on a run. He just free runs. Sure. And so uh, there was some tips last week to, you know, make sure that you can walk over, grab their collar because they teach you dogs associate getting their collar grabbed with something not good. Yeah, so you totally. have to get them accustomed to, you know, having their grab collar grabbed and it not always being bad. So that was like our homework last week was being able to do that. And tonight was a uh, trying to train your dog like a formal, a formal recall, like a recall. Teach them a recall word 
that they will respond to 100% of the time. Hmm. Like a lot of time, like Rupert, 99% of the time you say, come, he is sprinting from 50 yards out. He is sprinting to you straight to your side, which is great. But there's that 1% of the time that he doesn't. And so you have to really train them and teach them a word that they will respond to every single time so that if something happens, you know, we live in air with bears, you know, sure, or he sure. takes off into the woods or into the streets. You know, you got to be able to snap it. And honestly, with we went ham on training him with, you know, come last week through the last week. And he's so, dude, so receptive to that. Like, took off into the woods, yelled it, and he just, big ol' U-turn, came running straight back <laughs> out, which was great. And then he chased the squirrel into another part of the woods, yelled it, and he came straight back. Um, so it's going to be, it'll be fun, but he's smart, man. Yeah. He gets so you guys, shit so fast. You guys haven't picked out that word, or is it going to be come? Like? No, no, you have to start fresh. So we can use that okay. as like a, a loose recall, like just yeah. call it out. And, you know, if he doesn't respond right away, you know, use it a couple more times. But it's going to be here. Oh, here's the. OK, I got you. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty to think. cool. It's pretty cool. He's like the only dog there that's well behaved and just doesn't make a sound. Every other dog made it seem like you walked into. You, you remember like the dog shops and malls where you'd go oh, yeah. in and it's just yip 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 yip. The Dude, whole place uh, sounded like that because all these dogs. Imagine working at that place. God. Fuck no, man. I already a, constantly right now have a walking headache as it is. Yeah. Fucking allergies, man. But uh, uh, that is fall allergies. I used to have them bad. I don't down here, but it is getting I, to be your uh, time of the year, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous out. Honestly, I've had these, I have these from like mid-July till late October. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. But yeah, dude, leaves are changing. It's getting cool out there. I'm wearing slippers and a hoodie right now. Like, I went to let Rupert out at like 6 this morning, and holy God, it was cold out. (laughs) Are you going to (laughs) take Rupert uh, snowboarding with you? Hell no. No? No. I mean, he's not going to go to the mountain. Like, where's he going to Where's he gonna go? Get like, him we both like, bored. Get him uh, some, like, two pairs of skis, and he can just oh. <laughs> go down I mean, the mountain. I guess we could find a hill or something. This but. is like uh, like 80s sitcom style is how I imagine everybody but me lives their life. I just... Yeah. So, like, I figure... Rupert is pretty sweet. He's a pretty smart dog. He would definitely know how to ski or pick it up pretty quick. I mean, I've skateboarded in front of him, and that was one of the first times that I ever heard him bark. Nice. This was just a couple of weeks ago. Then I hopped on the skateboard and just... No, he does not. He was like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, Dude, he was trying to eat the skateboard, and I'm like, dude, don't put your teeth on the grip tape. Dude, it was cringe, man. Like, don't... It's like, imagine somebody taking a nail file to your teeth. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just, it's sandpaper. Uh, yeah. I just, it's funny to me. I remember my dog when I was a kid, I used to do this thing. Like, we'd buy, like, the 24 cube packs of soda pop. And I'd, I'd take, like, the box when it was empty. And I'd step, like, in it. So it was like a transformer foot almost, you know. And, dude, he would flip out and just, like, As rip. Will. 
that thing off of my foot and just keep coming back and attacking it and pulling off big chunks of cardboard. And it was the funniest shit. But I think it's just because it's like something different. I don't know if they think it's attacking you or what, but dogs will uh, go hard on an inanimate object. They're so protective. Yeah. Is uh is Rupert snipped? Oh, he's about to be. He's got a uh, appointment yeah. for next for next month. <laughs> and it cannot come soon enough. Yeah, right. Bro, you need to fucking chill. Is he like teenage boy need to chill or just like need to chill energy wise? Oh, he, he's not humping anything. Okay. He okay. needs he needs to relax and he's starting to see like a little bit of um not great tendencies in like that attitude or yeah 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 and not terrible but dude you see the we hints. are yeah yeah we're snipping this before it becomes a problem yeah yeah that's the good thing and also do. i'm getting real tired of every morning waking up with his balls right in my face <laughs> Dude, every time if he's not walking yeah. around, he's like on his back, like yeah, with his belly in there and just him. doing this. Yeah. And so he'll come up on the bed and have like his ass pointed my way yeah. with just his balls, or he will wa- get on my stomach and walk up my chest and like stand regally over my head, yeah, like looking out the window above me with his dong. Right, right at eye level. Face. Right at eye level. They don't get it because, of course, no. they're literally just the dumbest fucking animals. But that's why I love dogs. But yeah, they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> they think it's cool or cute or whatever. And they just get up on you. They're like, hey, check it out. I'm up here. But you're just like. I'll say it right now. I uh, flick them in the balls. Oh, do you? Get them out of there? Yeah, I give them the good old, not even a sack tap, just a just flick. Just flick him <laughs> in the balls. And he doesn't even notice. Oh. Like. That's. Oh. That's a dumb dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? He'll I like flip him. over more. I'm just like flick, flick, flick. <laughs> Get him out of here. You're trying to yeah. go, uh, what is that? It's like the the carnival game where it drops down. You're trying to get the high score. Oh, yeah. Where you're just punching the punching bag? Yeah, that thing. As hard I as you s- can? I suck at that game. Have you ever seen the ones where like dudes just do like a corkscrew body flip into a kick and like uh-huh. break the fucking thing? I've seen that one. I've seen one where like a dude totally misses it and punches the machine itself like super hard. That is a hand breakage. I think he does half. break his hand. It's hilarious too because he's just like. That I love sucks. dumb people, I, man. I've had a boxing fracture, man, and that sucks. Yeah, did, were you, did you get a boxing? No. Did it punching a wall when I was like eighteen? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like the the corner of a wall, and inside mm. of it, so it was plaster on the outside, and I didn't realize on the inside was like steel reinforcement. Sure. So right into that, and that is the last time that I've punched a wall. <laughs> it's usually one of those things you learn pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you only break one bone in the hand, or? Uh, it was two, like two, Those right two? yeah, right yep. there. That's pretty common. Yeah. That sucks, yep. man. Yeah. It was, well, it wasn't like the internal ones. It was the pinky one and the next one. Yeah. That's generally dude, what breaks. Cause that's yeah. what, like, uh, that's what they tell you. Like when, the, cause I used to take boxing courses and shit and they, t- that's why you like are supposed to lock your wrist. So you hit with the mm-hmm. top two. Cause that's what's yep. reinforced on the wrist. But so many people like they come in like that and that just. Yeah, yep. it's very common, man. I, I get, Dude, you did call it the boxer's break, right? Yeah, boxing yeah. fracture. Yeah. yeah. Um, I 
also unfortunately was in sales at that time, selling Oof. cell phones. So all day, every day, shaking hands. And it was the most excruciating thing <sighs> in the world, dude. Oh, man. Since I was Fuck 18. That. I wasn't going to the hospital for that. But man. Oh, really? Yeah. Next, yeah. I guess I guess you're right. Yeah. I didn't go to the hospital for that. Dude, I, I have a dis... Um, I don't know if you can see that, but disfigured finger up here because yeah. it broke completely sideways and I just reset it myself. <laughs> I have a similar, like I fell in a creek once and I've always loved snapping my knuckles, but yeah, like yeah. my ring finger on my right hand, I can't snap, pop those knuckles because like I broke it somehow and when I fell yeah. and it didn't set right. And now if I try to do it, it hurts and I just, oh, I have to skip that one. That sucks. Yeah. And you always forget about it too. Cause like oh, yeah, it's the sometimes. same thing with this finger. Like I'll go through and it's like, it's so loose until you get to that one and it's stiff. And I'm like, I'm going to pop you. Oh no, it, I don't even dude, go for it's it. It's been 16 years. I'm not popping you. It's been 16 years yeah. since you popped that finger. Yeah. That's I, I haven't felt impression. relief in that long. Oh man. Man. Do you see, uh, this is people don't want to hear a sport talk, but do you see Nick Chubb's knee? Oh, yeah, that was fucked up. Oh, God. Yo, that was was dirty. Oh, it was awful. Oh, it was awful. I'm surprised it didn't fucking snap off. No, that dude's probably done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He already did that in college, and now the dude... Guys, if you didn't didn't see it, just look up Nick Chubb. Oh, yeah. Cleveland Browns. It'll be the top. It was a wild one. Yeah, I saw that shit. Yeah, that was a... A depressing game. <laughs> Man, speaking of Dude, depressing. he screwed I, me out of 600 bucks. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh. Yeah, his leg ruined one leg of one of my five-pick parlays. Damn. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Chubb. You ruined everything. What a dick. I hit everything else except for Nick Chubb getting one touchdown. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> How terrible. How terrible. Oh, Thank God you it didn't is. like need that money to get out of like a huge debt to the mob. Yeah? That's how those movies always go, you know. Oh. I thought you were going to transition into the movie that we're talking about, and I'm like, man, we watched completely different movies, huh? I mean, we could. Although this one was way more fascistic than mob-centric. Yeah. Yeah. Although, the American corporations are a lot like a mobster family. They still are, so. There there was a lot of lineage Mm -hmm. down there at the end. And Society of the Five... People or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> so just a swastika with more steps. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Kyle, we talked about Amsterdam. We're going to talk about Amsterdam, yeah. Or, or we watched Amsterdam. We did watch Amsterdam. I watched it today. You watched it before? No. Oh, no, you watched so it you today, text- too. Okay, so yesterday... I was saying to myself, oh, man, I should probably watch the movie for what we're talking about. And then I completely <laughs> forgot. I was like, I don't even remember what we're going to be talking about, but I'm pretty sure I watched it last week, so I'm good. And then you texted me this morning being like, hey, we still talking about Amsterdam tonight. And I was like, well, shit, I know I didn't watch that. <laughs> Uh, Did you watch? I multiple times last week thought to myself, oh, man, I should watch this. But then I didn't. And then this morning when I said, yeah, man, if that's cool, that's awesome. Or we could talk about something else. I realized 
my day was about to get a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't just say like, we okay. could talk about something else. I'm always no, down it's for all good. So I told switch. myself, hey, get out of work at 2.45. You're going to have plenty of time. Lo and behold, I didn't get out of work until like 3.30, 3.40. And I get home. And I know dog training's got puppy training's got to be at six thirty, so at that point I have like th- a little less than three hours to watch a movie, and I get home I'm like, all right, it, it can't be that long, <laughs> and I pull it up and it's two hours and fifteen minutes. I'm like, uh-huh. fuck, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I finished it just in time to run out the door and go to puppy training school. <laughs> What's funny, dude, is that I'm almost positive you and I were watching this movie at the exact same time. Uh, yeah, probably. I watched it between, <laughs> I watched it, my movie ended at 6.10. Okay. Uh, mine yeah. ended about 6.30, 6.45, but we started around the same time, because... Amazing. I had to, uh, run errands with Mandy, like, around the same time you were getting off of work. We were driving back to the house, and then I had to do some shit around the house, too, so, like... Then I started it, and then I had to pause it while I took care of Bentley. He, you know, he has a lot of things I have to go through. So, yeah, I'd say we yeah. were right around the same damn time. How did you, uh, you hear about this movie, Sean? Well, I mean, I work right next to a, a theater. Yeah. And so last year, this is a 2022 movie, folks, if you hadn't heard of it. Um, I come in the back. And coming down the hallway, you know, to get into the offices, there's a whole line of like movie posters of stuff coming in because a lot of people will use that entrance to go to the movies or whatever when that door is open to the public. And I remember seeing the poster for this and just being absolutely blown away at the cast. And the movie poster just featured an entire string of everybody who's anybody that was in this movie on the poster. And I will tell you, I don't think Mike Myers was on the poster, so I was surprised when he showed up in this movie. But Playing it almost is the one same those... character as he plays in Inglorious Bastards, which I liked. I do not even remember him in Inglorious Bastards. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I need to give that a rewatch. But this is one of those movies that I really wanted to see when it was showing that I never got around to. Sure. And it's one of those movies where because I missed it, I told myself, don't miss any more movies that you want to see in theaters. It's so easy for me to see them. Like, there's no excuse for me to miss a movie. Like, A, Mer- a Hunting in Venice is playing right now. I'm seeing that this weekend. That's a new... Uh, oh yeah pro movie i will definitely have to see that too because i know we'll do an episode on it so yes uh you're going this week i think this weekend maybe we actually have a uh we're going to a blood in the clock tower thing tomorrow okay and sarah's got shows saturday way out of town and maybe sunday okay uh i got work this weekend but i will Definitely make it a point to try to go next weekend. Although, when does October start? We're getting there, aren't we? Um, Not next week, but the following week. Okay. Yeah. I could try we to We have see it this one week. more regular episode before Brixtober. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do. Do you already have your thing picked out for Brookstober? I haven't. I I was thinking about that like two days ago uh, because I know you and Brooks like both posted yours pretty quick in our group chat, and I was like, I need. I keep thinking about it. I need to pick it out, and then uh, yeah, I need to get on Hmm. that. That's my bad. I'll do it. I have like the next four years worth of stuff picked out (laughs) for Brookstober. We need to do more, more horror stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's the season, man. Get in the mood. Horror timber. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched 1922? Uh, I've read the short story multiple times. I've not seen the movie. I'm I'm iffy on Stephen King movies. I kind of want to see this. Uh, uh, now I'm curious. How long is the short story? Oh, it's pretty sh- It. I think it's classified as a novella. It's pretty short. It's in a collection of like four. Uh, okay. It's pretty good. I've read them all. They're... They're all around, like, a different era of time. Okay. So, so like, 1922 is, like, the Dust Bowl one. I feel like this would have been way better as a book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm almost It was guaranteed. really great for yeah. the first 90% of the movie. Sure. And then the end, I was like, womp, womp, wet fart. Yeah, probably. Uh, had you seen this movie before? I never even heard of this movie, which is crazy, considering the director and, like you said, the fucking cast. This has got one of the greatest casts. It's an ensemble cast. We've covered, and it's got David O. Russell, who is a uh, pretty reliable guy, and I'm, you know, I'm sure it was like a lot of people wanted to work with him. So, Mm -hmm. oh, he did Three Kings, American Hustle. Oh yeah, Anchorman, Silver Linings Playbook, The Fighter. Yeah, dog. He's worked with uh, what Christian Bale a lot. He's like kind of his muse. I think this is like their third movie together. Wow. Because yeah, Christian Bale's an American Hustle too. Hmm. Yeah. You know me. I'm terrible with names and stuff, but I had to just click on him and do a a little bit of a dive when you mentioned that. But yeah, he's really good. He also did I Heart Huckabees, which is a movie I absolutely love. Mm Hmm. It's a fucking great movie. I saw that. That was like one of the only few times I've actually done a double feature at a movie theater. Wow. We saw I Heart Huckabees, which was awesome. And then we went over and we watched Shaun of the Dead, which was also fucking awesome. It was like two banger, amazing movies. It was one of the greatest days ever. <laughs> I love yeah. Shaun of the Dead and all of the movies in that universe pretty much. All the, the Coronado trilogy. We should do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to write it down just so I don't forget. We should try to do an I Heart Huckabees, because I think you would really dig that movie, too. Yeah, I'm here for that. Well, you mentioned uh, you were surprised considering you considering the cast. Yeah. You want to give the listeners kind of a little bit of a rundown <laughs> of who's in this movie? Right. It might be easier to say who's not in the movie, sure. but... Your top two build are Christian Bale and Margot Robbie, who I just feel she is in everything anymore, and... Here's the, I'm, I'm fine with that. I love Margot Robbie. She's great. Yeah, she was fantastic in this movie. She's fantastic. Got a, you got John David Washington, uh, who's probably the least well-known person in the entire cast. But he's mm-hmm. definitely one of those types of guys, too, when you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. guy. And then uh, you got Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Fucking Mike Myers, who you mentioned, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, and some just god awful makeup because Timothy Oliphant 
that's a good looking dude. I've said it before, I think in the Go episode. Looks horrendous in this one. Yeah. Horrendous. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my girl T Swift is in this flick. Super and shocking I, to see that. She showed up. And I, I was. I, yeah. No, go on. I was just, I, it took me, I was like, is that T Swift? And then I was like, shit, oh, that's yeah. T Swift. And then they have her sing, and I was like, of course, absolutely T Swift. Yep. And uh, gets unceremoniously murked <laughs> by a car. <laughs> a bus, I think, even. Which I jumped out of my seat and cheered to the audience of nobody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. It was a little Dude. wild, but uh, I love that. And then uh, I just want to also fucking Robert De Niro, too, in this flick. Yes. And Robert not as like fucking De Niro. a small cameo. He's like carries the last third of this whole fucking movie. Yeah. It's one of those turns. Rami Malek. Oh, yeah. Rami Malek, too. Yeah. With a fucking pretty good little Weasley mustache. I liked it. Jesus Christ, man. It really. I wouldn't have been surprised if Robert De Niro's role as Gold Dylan Beck general um, wasn't just isolated to the. The, uh, you know, you see him on the television on there, you know, oh, giving yeah. speeches and stuff. Just get, I like, wouldn't have been s- surprised if that was the extent of his role. But no, the entire like last quarter of the movie, he is so integral to everything that's going on that he turns out to be one of the most important parts of this movie in a movie that is all over the goddamn place. But to me, in like the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kyle. Well, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you want to like give a a Kyle's Digest version of what happens <laughs> in this movie? A Kyle's Digest version, sure. Uh it starts out with the basis that I think every good story should start out with, and that's racism. Uh <laughs> racism. Specifically during World War One, <laughs> every when, good story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, racism during World War One, where black American soldiers uh, couldn't be seen wearing American uniforms; they had to wear French uniforms while they were in camp with their white American uh, comrades. And uh, no officers would lead them. This was apparently part of it that was loosely based in uh, some real world stuff, and. Uh, Christian Bale gets set up to lead them, which is uh, great because Christian Bale in this movie is a doctor with a heart of gold, and uh, he leads the men on, and he makes a pact with uh, his buddy, um, what is it, John David Washington, and they both get really fucked up. They get blown up by something and end up in the hospital where Margot Robbie uh, pulls huge hunks of metal out of them with no anesthesia. And uh, makes weird pieces of art with the things. And uh, this is also, for some reason, blasphemous. I didn't quite get that part. Um, Probably because because it's like, uh, you know, objects of death that she's pulling out. And I'm sure they want to destroy them. Maybe it's a French thing. I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, she's repurposing these into, I think... Is is that teapot and cups 
piece at the end is that not made with the the metal that was pulled out of out of Bert's body? I think Christian it was Bale's character. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was the implication that it was that, or at least that was so clever part of him. But uh, and I, you know, I, I assume that she made him for him. Uh, Margot Robbie is speaking French throughout this first meeting, and then just casually drops that she speaks fluent English because she's an American. And, uh, although she doesn't give that up either. She's speaking with a British accent, I think at this point, I'm getting really lost in the weeds, which is easy to do in this movie. Anyways, uh, they all go to Amsterdam, hence the title of the movie and sort of have like a three-way romance because, but not really. It's only really Margot Robbie and, uh, Washington's character that are in love Christian Bale's just hanging out there because his wife at home hates him as well as his in-laws. <laughs> his in-laws are the ones that sent him into the yeah. into the service. <laughs> they sent him in a war and got as him As he puts up. it, uh, my in-laws uh, are the reason I'm here, and I'm convinced they're trying to get rid of me. Yeah. And everybody's <laughs> like, damn, sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it when they started to trust him because, yeah. like, uh, you know the the racist tones you know they it's like they don't want to be led by some racist white dude and sure. so they refuse to even do anything yeah Ugh. anyways back to you back to you cotton uh so they come back home after the war after they've been fucked up well after they've been to amsterdam uh christian bale says you know i gotta go home i gotta see my wife so he comes back uh washington wants to be a lawyer uh, so John David Washington, so he comes back and Margot Robbie disappears and then it's 12 years later and, uh, Christian Bale is running a, uh, what is it? A doctor's practice out of like an apartment building where he sees, yeah. uh, other fellow injured vets and makes them prosthetics cause he has a fake eye and yeah. for some reason he and he gets hired by Taylor Swift to do an autopsy <clears throat> of her dad, which was their commanding officer back in the war, and he was the only other one that was like a decent guy. And they want to find out why she doesn't believe that he was really, uh, he died of natural causes. So they do an autopsy, find out he'd been poisoned. Surprise, shocker, murder mystery plot unfolding. Yeah, and then Taylor Swift gets pushed in front of a bus. She gets run over very brutally. Uh, we, we chase around capers. We run into Michael Shannon and Mike Myers, who are uh, secret agents. Who we, who we met in Amsterdam. Yeah, we did and meet them in Amsterdam. That's the main reason why they even went to Amsterdam, because you've got, uh, what's her name, Valerie? Yeah, Valerie, Margot Roberts' character, is, is she... Margot Robbie. Not, why did I say Robert? I don't know. Um, I liked it, though. I, wasn't, I was going to let it hang. Sweet. I'm just going to let it hang, too. Uh, she's super well-connected because another theme of this movie is social status and the people who are actually running the world in the cities uh, and stuff like that. So her dad, her family has a lot of pull in different areas, and so her dad's... Um, not her dad, but Beatrice's, uh, Bert's wife. His, Her dad is trying to pull his license. Turns out that Valerie is connected to a vi one of the biggest names in New York City. She's a Vose. Um, I like the Vose so uh, design, the art deco of the 
name. Mm-hmm. That was very, that was really striking and cool. I really yeah, like that. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, they end up when T Swift gets marked, they get pinned <laughs> with her with her murder. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, but of Timothy course, Oliphant. that's Timothy Oliphant, scumbag. And you see him so many times, and then it's uncovered that there's this whole operation. Basically, it's like a Nazi movement, or not even a Nazi movement, yeah. but a military takeover kind of situation because the <laughs> cripple in the White House can't get it done. The implication is that these people are like a secret society that also installed Mussolini and Adolf Hitler into power, and they are attempting yes. to do the same thing in America, which, Sean, this is the part of the movie that is based on something that happened IRL. Yeah. Which I didn't know about until this movie, and I am a big fan of history, but apparently America, we almost had our own version of the Beer Hall Pooch, which was the uh, the Wall Street Pooch, which was crazy. Like, they really tried to do this. Uh, at least I didn't know this until the almost like the end credits of the movie yeah. when it was showing the side by side of General slash Robert De Niro and another general giving the exact same speech. Yeah, it was fucking wild, man. It was really wild, and I it's wild too that him and De Niro both have like the same giant nose. They they picked De Niro real real well to play him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> having. Like, the average person could have gone and seen this movie and had no idea at all, and they still just cast it so well. Yeah. They, they really did their homework. Uh, and, for the most part, did pretty well. Yeah. They, you know, obviously uncover the plot of what's happening. They, you know, rope General into this, and there's things pulling from a bunch of different sides, people, you know, the money trying to buy people and this or that. And at the end of the day, you know, they overcome that situation. You've got Mike Myers and what's his name kind of fade back into Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon fade back into the shadows because they're almost the puppet masters of keeping rule in this world is where I was seeing them, but they're just, you know, secret agents trying to keep things from, Going they see, off the rails. Yeah, they see the growing threat of fascism, and they're trying yeah. to prevent it from happening there. I do love when Mike Myers plays a British character because he does British so well. You forget he's not actually British. You could watch this movie and have no idea who Mike Myers is and have no idea that he's a comedian. Yeah. He did this role so straight, so well. Like I said, it's it almost, was a breath yeah. of fresh air to see him in a role like this. You should totally watch rewatching Glorious Bastards because he does play almost this exact same role. He's a British secret agent like guy. He's the one that sends Michael Fassbender undercover. He's like the whole setup for that. Yeah, I I haven't seen that movie since it came out. And of course, he played I, Austin Powers, who's British. Totally serious. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, like the <laughs> accent, he's really good at it. And uh, well, yeah. fuck, but he also did a. Uh, Axe Murderer and Shrek, where he did the Scottish accent, so. Yeah. He's I just like he just me. likes doing accents. I love doing accents, too. Although, when I do it, I get accused of racism. <laughs> no comment. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deep dive further into that one right there. Oh man. But yeah, dude, this this movie was a trip. It starts I love that it starts off in nineteen thirty-three and then jumps back to how they all met and then jumps back forward because then it plants a seed of like Valerie's character and finding out that she disappeared. But then you find her, you know, in Rami Malek's place and she is now sick and is stumbling around because she's got some nervous disorder, but it turns out she's been being drugged by her brother. What a scum time. What a douche. These dudes with mustaches and being untrustworthy. Rami Malek, Adolf Hitler, just can't trust him. (laughs) The prosthetic work in this movie was incredible. I love that he comes back to the States after in Amsterdam. Like, they go to Amsterdam, and all they do is help veterans. Yeah. They are doing all this prosthetic work for veterans there and doing doctor work and blah-de-blah, and then going out and dancing every night. And then he comes back and he's trying to do the same thing in his office, which his father-in-law also works out of. And he's like, no, you're, you're out on the streets. You're hideous. You're gross. What a, what a good dude. He stays by his, you know, morals and does not, uh, he does not shift at all. So good on him. He's such a great character, man. It's, it's one of the more positive people I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a very nice, very nice gentleman uh, who got a lot of shit dumped on him and handled it mm-hmm. very well. And he's a true patriot, he goddammit. As it. poignantly as somebody can, you know, he's like, he's at war, sees his best friend in war at Harold fall in love with Valerie, the nurse that's taking care of them, who's not even a nurse at this point. She's just living this vagrant lifestyle of like... <laughs> trying to run away from this BS rich social status lifestyle. Yeah. She's also called eccentric many times in the film. She's basically, she's a a manic pixie dream girl. Yes. Yeah. She really is in this movie. She's their inspiration. Uh, They all try to do things for her. She's eccentric. She's quirky. She's weird. Manic pixie dream girl. Nailed it. Absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Uh, and he's married, and he sees this love flourishing. He can't even see his wife. Gets home. His wife thinks he's disgusting. Yeah, she keeps saying Horrible. that. Horrible. What a bitch, she's got a, he's He's got a terrible back brace. His body's mangled. And what got me on this was mentioning the prosthetics, man. This movie was awesome in terms of prosthetics and makeup design and really made some of these injuries, war injuries, seem so gruesome and real. The uh, the fake eye was uh, a nice touch. This is actually the second movie Christian Bale's had a fake eye in. Have you seen The Big Short? I have not. He plays another real-life person in that movie with a fake eye. He was the dude that saw the uh, first 2008 economic collapse. Like, he saw the early waves of it and like tried to warn people and nobody listened to him. He thought he was insane, but he's just like this crazy, weird, eccentric dude with a glass eye that loves uh, metal drums and blast beats. And he's not even a drummer, but like he tries to play it's, he's a weird 
real life dude. But uh, Christian Bale played him in that movie, also with the fake. I watched that. It's, Sounds it's, awesome. It's a really, really, really good movie. It's directed by uh, Adam McKay. Oh, yeah. I love ninety percent of Adam McKay's stuff. Yeah, you you will so love the big short that. too. Steve, Carell. let me ask you. Yeah, buddy. Did you notice? To, I I I can't be. You know, I'm not hundred percent positive on this, but I am almost convinced that in almost every scene, everybody's pupils are fucking dilated to the extreme. And I think it's to really put focus on his glass eye oh. that stays at a constant dilation. Maybe uh, I did notice some things like that. I think, or what I thought it was, I think they shot or a lot are they of this. All just high. <laughs> I don't think that. I think they shot a lot of this movie on like green screen. Okay. And so, like, I think lighting was weird for that reason. What, like, the one that was really stood out to me is like there's this one scene after uh John David Washington and Margot Robbie come back from like the forced sterilization clinic, which is funny that they just got mm. to walk into that place. But uh when they walk in the office and they're talking, it looks a lot like him and Chris Rock are just like I could see the green screen bubbles around him. I wanted to go back and watch it, but I didn't. But I will after this. Mm. Well, you let me know because I'm not going back and watching. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, I thought I thought that, and I didn't know if like maybe the lighting had something to do with it. That's possible. I did notice in a lot of the scenes where it stood out to me. Yeah, it was a little bit darker, but a lot of times it was in scenes where you had close-ups on on Bert's eyes, and mm. so it was. Man, it was so shocking to cut back to his eye and like one eye super dilated and just the other one almost to just drive the home drive home the point hey check out these uh check out these effects pretty sweet huh man the craziest one ever have you ever seen gangs of new york yes yeah where daniel day lewis he plays bill the butcher and he has a glass Mm -hmm. eye you know when like Mm -hmm. he taps the knife tip on his glass eye yeah He's doing yeah. that for real. You know that? He's touching his actual eyeball? Yes. He has like a glass contact lens in, and he practiced for fucking months to be able to touch his eye and not blink. And then he was really tapping that fucking knife blade on his eyeball in those scenes, dude. That is oh. insane. Don't know about them apples. People Don't know uh, about them apples. Shit like that blows me away. I also like Robert Patrick, who played the T-1000 in Terminator 2. He, like, trained for months to be able to fire a gun without blinking because the T-1000 is a robot and wouldn't blink at a... Fu- and it, and if you watch it, he doesn't fucking blink when he's shooting. It's such a crazy little... Uh. I love uh. tidbits like that that you might not notice while watching the movie, and then you you learn it, and you watch back, and it's uh. that much more impressive. It's just such crazy shit, dude. I would never even think of that. But then when you hear, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Why would a robot flinch when it fires a gun? It doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But you watch the movie for the first time. Why would you ever think that? And then you hear it. You're like, wow, new appreciation for this. New appreciation. Unlock. Level up. Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Chat GPT that. Uh, I'm really hyped to watch the new... uh... 
Hercule Poirot movie. I am too, man. It's got Tina Fey I... in it, dude. Really? Yeah. I, I enjoy Tina me Fey. some Tina Fey. I love Tina Fey. I really, honestly, I knew that movie was coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And so that's what got me wanting to watch this movie. Fair enough. I've... Also, the fact that I've been kind of in a just a big murder mystery slash mystery movies kind of kick lately, Fair as enough. I always am. Yeah. We are coming up on the spooky season, too. Like, murder mysteries are a good lead into it. It's kind of like treading the water. Heck yeah, man. Floating Heck the yeah. boat. Do you have a... I know we're... I, honestly, I'm very hungry, so I don't want to sure. run super no, long I'm ready. in the tooth on this episode. I'm, I'm sorry to go, all you listeners. Bro. I'm ready to go. But I do have a question for you in terms of... You said it's it's spoopy season. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you watch yearly that is tradition for you? Or is there a series that you would love to start and kind of watch? It's like... I kind of flip-flop when I do watch them. I generally always try to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel that that okay. is applicable in both instances. Uh, yeah. But as far as just straight slasher horror flicks, I'm always a fan of anything uh, alien-wise with a xenomorph. I generally will watch one cool. of those. And uh, cool. I'm al- I've always been a Jason fan out of all the, the big three. Oh. oh, heck yeah. Yeah, Jason's my guy. Always has I been. just started... I just started watching the uh, the movies that made us on Friday the Thirteenth. Nice, and it's really good. Uh, it's really really good. Although I do think uh, Michael Myers has the way better uh, theme song. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Got John Carpenter. That's not that. not to be confused with Mike Myers from this movie, which is one of the better bits in Baby Driver. By the way, I don't think I've seen that. Oh man. They're supposed to get Michael Myers masks before they rob a bank, and somebody gets a bunch of Austin Powers masks. Austin Powers? Yeah, it's so good, dude. It's such a great little bit. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that's good. That's great. What all of us were thinking in 1996. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. That's so, so good. But yeah. Holy smokes. That's, that's about it. What about you, buddy? What's your traditional spoop movie? Um, I don't really have any traditionals. Uh, I'll probably watch... You know, a couple child's plays. I like those. Ah, fuck those. But uh, I know. I know. Yeah. I am. My goal this year is to try to watch all of the Hellraiser movies. Okay. Fucking A. I love Hellraiser, dude. So we've already watched the first one. That's the only one. Man, I, I looked at a tier list of like how people rank them. And of course, who cares what other people yeah, think? Yeah. But I wanted to know what I was getting myself into. And uh, hmm. everyone that I've seen, number one is ranked number two. Sure. Number two is ranked number one. And the brand new one that just came out is ranked number three. That brand new one is also really good. I will say, dude, if you if you do plan to watch them, man, I will like they get bad. Oh yeah. Okay. I've heard okay. they get really bad. Like, it's I, like, some of the I worst. Understand it. Yeah, it's some of the worst shit, dude. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Man, but we're not first one and second one are pretty good. I think it just depends. Uh second one's cool because you see more of the, the Hellraiser world. So I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first one, I don't know. First one was all right. I was a little disappointed in the first one. 
Because you don't, the first one, they don't focus on the Cenobites so much. It's so much more about the the Telltale or the the Love Torn Heart, which is the short story uh, that it's based Mm -hmm. on. But then, you know, for the sequels, they really focused on the Cenobites because that's what everybody was like, whoa, what are these fucking crazy things? So you get a lot more of it. They're the pull. Yeah. I think it's tough when you have a movie where, and I get that this is the point. But where every character in the movie is so unlikable. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. They're all scumbags, all of them in that. Every yeah. one of them, yeah, dude. except for the the girl, the daughter. Uh, yeah, which uh, I'll say the name. Research it if you want. We will never watch the film Martyrs, Sean. Martyrs. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, we will never, ever, ever, ever watch that, Sean. Um, I will say though. While looking for them, I f- came across the Evil Bongs, and I'm kind of disappointed that we're never going to do Evil Bong versus the Ginger Dead Man. I mean, we can. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I also don't okay, want to. Okay, good. Okay. Because I don't. I like bad movies. I don't like intentionally bad. We've been over this, but. Yeah. Uh, Cenobites. I talked about those. Oh, I just wanted to touch real quick. I love uh, Hellraiser's phrase uh, in the first one, which is. We have such sights to show you. Yeah, that's such a sick. Such that's such a sick line. Yeah, it's brutal as hell, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, and also, his name is not Pinhead. It's uh, Hell Priest, I think, originally. Yeah. So the Hell Priest, yeah. The Hell Priest, Shawnee, you got a ranking system for this flicko? Uh, do you have a ranking system? I do, but I feel like as soon as I say it, I'm going to steal your thunder. No, no, no. Go ahead, because I don't even have one yet. Okay. It's pretty simple. Shawnee. Okay. If yep. you were a frontline soldier in World War yep. One, and you got blown up on a scale of 1 to 20 pieces of shrapnel, how many pieces of shrapnel are they pulling out of your mangled body? If I was on the front line and I got blown up, out of one to twenty pieces of shrapnel. Twenty being I guess the best. <laughs> oh yeah, load me the fuck up. <laughs> Man, <clears throat> I think the only thing for me that draws this movie down is the length of it. Mm-hmm. And even then it didn't feel egregious or like they were padding it at all. Everything stayed moving forward. Everything had great story bits and turns. And guys, you I truly believe you owe it to yourself to watch this movie. It's on Max for free. Oh, I watched Check it, it on, out. It's, I think it's on uh, Hulu for free, too. That's where I watched it. Oh, sweet. <clears throat> it's on both then, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you, I think you really owe it to yourself to watch this movie. It, I, I really enjoy this movie for... All of the characters are fully fleshed out. Christian Bale absolutely kills it as Burt in this movie. Um, and Margot Robbie's amazing. I, I will give this movie 18 Damn. out of 20 pieces of shrapnel. Damn. And I honestly don't even know where I'm knocking two points off of because <laughs> I really like this movie. But I just don't want to give it a perfect score, I guess. Gotcha. All right. Kyle. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Say you are. Okay. Say you are. 
you come back from war. Uh-huh. Your body's torn up. Your back's a mess. You're wearing a brace. You're missing an eye. You're just in constant pain. Sure. And every day you're popping some pill, some new pill. You're coming up with new formulas for things to try. Um, and a lot of the times you you end up taking something that's a little too strong. Okay. Now, this is something that you're a doctor. You, you've got to figure this out through the day. On a scale of 1 to 15 times, how many times are you face planting on the, do- on the floor as somebody tries to put a pillow under your head? How many times are you just eating it? Never mind. Let's scratch this. If you were a car, sure. if, you were, if you were an 18-wheeler and you were going to run over Taylor Swift, okay. how many of those 18 wheels are smoking Taylor Swift in accordance with your enjoyment of this movie. Gotcha. That's okay. I like that. Uh, That that was my original one. And then I just, for some reason, just go with your gut dog. Um, so maybe shockingly, I don't know. I'm going to be a little bit harder on this movie than you shot. I don't hate it. Uh, but I found it overall kind of middling. Uh, so I'm going to say like, Nine of the 18 wheels are going to run over. I'm going to hit her pretty hardcore with half that side of that truck, but that, that'll be about it. It, it will fucking wreck her. Because uh, I, did, I did have a good time with the movie overall. I do agree with you. First of all, it is way too long. Two hours 15. Uh, Could have trimmed a lot of fat out of, off of this. Made it, made it cook even a little bit quicker, I feel. And... Uh, Nobody asked me, but my personal opinion where they could have cut a lot of that. I really didn't feel the spark between Margot Love, Robbie, and John David Washington. To be honest with you, kind of felt their love story angle never really worked for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, So I could have done with probably a lot less of that. Uh, I do think Christian Bale was fucking amazing in it, as always. And I do think Margot Robbie is really good. I do think John David Washington is overall just a little stiff, too, for like a third person to carry it. And I guess also uh, Michael B. Jordan was originally supposed to have this role, but then of course like COVID and scheduling conflicts uh, led to it to be recast. Uh, I didn't know that till after watching the film, but I do think maybe he could have added a little more oomph to it. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not trying to shit on John David Washington because I think he's great too. Uh, I just, again, I didn't, didn't really feel the chemistry there. Uh, I did like a lot of things, though. I loved Mike Myers uh, in his role and uh, Michael Shannon. I loved their whole little subplot about the birds and them stealing eggs and finding out shit about the kookaburra and then people being pissed about that. I like how that was like a constant theme throughout this whole bird watching thing. Um, Robert De Niro is a lot of fun in this. He's ultra patriotic, but it's never cheesy. Uh, Although... Uh, another one that I thought was just a little bit silly is when they're in the office and there's the portraits with like the handkerchiefs over them and then they pull those off and yeah, it's yeah. just fucking Hitler and Mussolini photos. <laughs> like, could you have been more? On- oh, no, they could have been more on the nose because later he had his head just shaved in the shape of a swastika, too. Cause- <laughs> that you could only see from being in the air. Or, you know, I don't know. I feel like I standing right next to that, I could tell like, hey, this. This swastika, bro. What's going on here? <laughs> you know? so, what is but, this? I don't recognize yeah. this symbol. Uh, but not, no, no, no. Like, it's not a shitty movie. It's, it's exciting. Uh, I always try to guess 
who it is, and I kind of picked Rami Malek from mm-hmm. kind of the outset, but I don't think that took Same. anything away from it. Um, but that's why I also said earlier I'm looking forward to watching the next Hercule Poirot movie because those have been bangers so far. I'm ready, oh, yeah. ready for the next one of that one. So slap that in my veins. Let's go, baby. But yeah, uh, again, not not bad. I think middling. Some people think middling means bad, and it doesn't. It's it's a fine movie. You could yeah. watch way worse. Um, I just think there were some things that held it back. Uh, but yeah, like Sean said, overall, it, it is a very competent, put together movie. David O. Russell knows what he's doing, and they're literally. Everybody and their fucking brother is in this movie, so see it for that. Yeah. If you just like a, an ensemble piece with tons of people that you're like, oh shit, that guy. You'll constantly be doing the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio where he's snapping and pointing at the TV. You'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, that guy, that guy. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's all I got, um, man. Hey, I like you said, some people think that that's a bad thing. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. That's it's not everything can be a huge win, you know, um, for somebody. Uh, And I think you make a lot of really good points. Um, But yeah, buddy, I enjoy, as always, doing this with you. Um, Yeah, I am glad to be back in the saddle. I'm glad Bentley's doing well. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I cannot wait to figure out what we're doing next week. And then from there, it's Brooks-tober, baby. It is Brooks-tober, baby, and we'll get into it. Uh, and until then, Shawnee, if you don't mind, I'd like to give the parting message to the listeners this time. Uh, yeah, yeah, Because based, based on the theme of the episode, I actually want to uh, direct this not to the listeners, who we always say this to with uh, a bit of love and a bit of cheekiness. Uh, I want to listen, direct this to any for whatever reason, fascists that would be listening to this show, uh, for real and legitimately, go fuck yourself. Going back to something I mentioned earlier in the episode. Uh, a callback. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Rupert grabbing my skateboard and just <laughs> on, on the grip tape. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have somebody hold your mouth open and file one of your teeth mm. for for 15 seconds? Mm. Already hate it. Or. Okay. Or. And I, I mean, like, vigorously. Oh, I, I, I or, that's what I'm, I pictured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, without anesthesia, have three of your teeth pulled. Oh, fuck. Not quickly, but it'll, it's going to oh. be like a pull. Wait a couple seconds, let it sit, sit there. Pull, you know what I mean? Dude, just thinking on it, just because of the ratio... I got to go one tooth grinded for 15 seconds, even though that also sounds just absolutely Ugh. terrible. The fact of losing three teeth permanently is, ah, uh, no, I can't. File the tooth, baby. Let's go. Ugh, I'm cringing. I can't mm. help it. Yeah, you, you brought this on ourselves, buddy. I know. I love you. I love you too. Bye.